Hi, I'm Kalina. And I'm Peter. Welcome to Tap Into Extraordinary. The podcast for go-getters, big dreamers, and overachievers. Join us as we discover what it takes to tap into the extraordinary. All right, everybody, welcome, welcome to this Monday morning. I hope you had an amazing weekend, whatever it is that you did. So you're uh, dialing into our dosar tones again this Monday morning to have a conversation that I hope is going to inspire you. Um, Polina's here. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. I hope everyone's having a good start to your week. And we are joined by an awesome guest. So this guest has been on my own personal podcast, Conversation of Money, and she was amazing. And it was only right that we got her onto this podcast to basically drop some gems because she is just a boss in every way, shape or form. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation um, and bringing her and her opinions to what we're trying to do here at I was going to say a conversation of money then at tap into extraordinary um, because it's all about motivating and inspiring people. Now, Tiana is over in, in, in the state. She's in New York currently. So the, the beauties of Zoom, we can record this online. Um, and look, she's done a lot in her career, a lot. But currently, she is now the diversity, equity, and inclusion lead for Nextdoor, which is a, a really big organization out in the States. And we're going to talk to her today. And she is, I'm telling you, a boss. And that is an understatement. But I'm going to bring her in to introduce herself. Tiana, thank you again for doing this, by the way. We're so, so, so pleased to have you on the podcast. Well, Paulina and Peter, it is absolutely my pleasure to be joining two brilliant human beings um, in this discussion. Happy to be here. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to match the incredible introduction that you gave me, but I'm going to do my best not to, you know, disappoint the people. Um, it's a pleasure to meet everybody. Tiana Cara. Um, I'm in Brooklyn, New York, to be specific. And um, I, I am absolutely excited to be uh, joining this conversation and and hope to really be able to contribute something great to your listeners. Absolutely. So why don't we just start off with you telling us about you and what you do, because your backstory is really inspiring. What you've done is incredible. And I know that you've just kind of moved on to something that is new, that is very close to your heart as well. So can you give us a rundown of that, please? Happy to. Uh, so uh, born and raised in California. And now, as mentioned, I'm in New York City and my background took a really interesting um, turn. I originally started off doing a lot of media work. And after I was, you know, thankfully let go from a job at Gap, I started to follow my own moral compass. And that led me to a lot of social impact work. Um, and that led me to the last role that I have for quite a few years, which is the executive director, which was the executive director at Built by Girls. Um, Built by Girls is a phenomenal organization that really supports young women and non-binary people as they boldly step into their first internship or job. And so that was my focus, really helping to ensure that early career development was provided to uh, a demographic that needed it in order to be one solve in the pipeline to getting folks into tech careers. And um, what's interesting about that for me is, and with, as it tie, pertains to my personal background, I grew up in Oakland, California, a uh, hop, skip, and a jump away from Silicon Valley, really the birthplace of tech. And I knew nothing about this booming industry where people are making six figures 
right out of the gate, right out of college. Some people not even going to college, going to a boot camp and still making that type of money. I knew nothing about that. So it really was a healing to my younger self to be able to support this generation now. Now that job is done. I am, you know, um, honored to have had it, but I'm stepping down to pursue a passion of mine. I made this decision in my head that it's interesting that I'm supporting students as they make their way into the tech industry, but I don't know what I'm doing necessarily to shift the industry itself. I'm supporting them to get prepared, but I'm not changing anything on the inside. And I feel like there's no better way for me to make that impact and then to get my hands dirty and to get right, right in there to really see what it's like now at this stage um, on the inside. And then most importantly, really start to impact and develop certain policies, um, shift governance, et cetera. So now being the um, diversity, equity, inclusion lead for Nextdoor, um, an incredible small uh, startup um, headquartered in San Francisco, that's almost like your hyper-focused social platform um, so that you really understand what's going around in your community and your neighborhood. Um, there's obviously a need for a DEI at any company. It's required at any company from a sustainability standpoint, from an overall health you know, uh, standpoint of the company and the employees, that's critical. But from a next door standpoint, it's interesting because I'm not only supporting obviously the employees, I'm supporting the actual users on the platform mm -hmm. um, from like an even deeper social standpoint. So I'm, I'm super excited for that, this work and where my career has brought me today. And you know what, this is the amazing bit because from our last conversation and from my interactions with you, you've always been very much about, you have a very core passion that you, that has almost stayed, especially with what you were doing with Built by Girls. That was very much something that was very, very close to your heart. And I think it's amazing that you go from that to follow your passion even further. It's almost like you're, you're, you're going down that funnel to get super, super, super focused on one particular thing. And I think that that's amazing because not that many people have the conviction to be able to follow their passion in that way. Like you're doing it on a big level anyway in your previous position to now going super, super hyper-focused on how can I actually change it even further? That says to me that you've actually got purpose, which a lot of people don't have. Thanks, Peter. That means a lot. Because I, you know, what's trippy is I, I, I am genuinely inspired by the students that I was supporting every day. Watching these students who had taken so many courses and gotten all these internships, done all these boot camps and workshops, and then they didn't feel like, okay, I've made it. I'm there. They still felt like I need to keep grinding. I need to keep learning. So it, it in, in, in turn, like created a student in me, a hopefully forever learner in me. And then constantly learning that allowed me, it gave me the ability to have the skills to shift and start to move as I saw fit, as I, you know, with whatever interest I had. And so while I was interestingly on maternity leave, um, I was bored. I was waiting around for a kid to come. And so I said, well, you know, let me just take a, a class. I want to take a DEI course. So I went to Cornell University and started taking classes. And 
from there, just realize that this is something that I can do. And so, you know, just decided like, I'm, I'm going to put myself out there. It's a huge, in my opinion, a huge risk to, it's, it's a, it messes with your imposter syndrome massively to say, I just took a class and I'm going to put myself out there for this type of work, even though people have gotten like degrees in it and they have their masters and they've done all this stuff. But, you know, I, I, I want to deem myself worthy as well. Anyway, just to try. That is so interesting because we talk about imposter syndrome all the time here. And like, yeah, it's a risk, but you also have to have the courage to be like, you know what? I backed myself in this situation. So I'm just, I'm going to put it out there and see what happens. And like, to be honest, that's how some of the craziest journeys and most notable journeys have started. Just, yeah, I'm going to, I'm not sure, but I'm going to throw it out there, see what happens. And it's amazing where, where it can take you. Mm. I'm literally one step behind Tiana doing exactly the same. Remember last year when I decided that I work in media, but why not take a course in marketing and completely switch like fields? So this I'm literally two weeks away from finishing that postgraduate. And then I'm supposed, supposed to be thinking about like what next in marketing. So I would be doing exactly the same. And I can testify imposter syndrome is real. I am looking at different opportunities in marketing and thinking to myself, oh my God, like why would someone hire me? Like, <laughs> why am I worthy? But that's enough about me. Uh, so bringing it back to Tiana, like, I mean, your story is like super inspirational and I have known you for a while. So real life, everyday badass uh, that Tiana is. I'm sure throughout your experience and just going through life, there were some of those like landmark moments, whether in your personal life or in your career that, um, probably produced some like exceptional lessons that have got you. You, you kind of touched on it there when you were answering that question that have got you to where you are now. Um, and I'm interested to hear like, what do you think were those like landmark moments and the lessons that came with it um, that got you to where you are now? I can think of three um, in particular. Uh, the first was, and, and then this, this all happened kind of in this order. The first is when I was laid off. And I mentioned that earlier that, uh, I grew up in a very low socioeconomically kind of low status, uh, family, single mother who, um, you know, was, was previously, um, incarcerated and I, did not have a bunch of examples of basically how you could make a six-figure job. Um, so when I finally started to, after graduating college, um, get on this pathway to, and I was the first person in my family to go to college. When I started going on this pathway to like a career, <clears throat> I kind of popped from one thing to the next in terms of like following the statistic, the, the standard lateral move. You're supposed to go here and then you're supposed to go here and then you're supposed to go here. And I, I just followed it. And I didn't see oftentimes women who look like me, who were like my skin tone. I'm a very rich, brown skin, young woman. And so I didn't see people who looked like me as I was aspiring and making it from one step to the next. And when I got laid off, that was the first time I had ever stopped. And so that, it just was very weird to me. 
I didn't, I didn't understand what it meant to not work, to not have a job. I didn't understand, uh, my, neither did my family. Um, my mother was like, so what's the next job? And I, that was one of the first times that my now husband told me, how about you just kind of like take a break, just like stop for a second. I needed someone else to tell me to stop. I needed someone from a different socioeconomic background and my husband's of a different race. He's actually from a completely different country. I needed that person to tell me, stop. And then when I did, thankfully I had the luxury and the privilege to do that financially. When I did, then I was able to actually course correct, follow a moral compass and see what it is that I wanted to do. And that has led me and to so many great opportunities, even like creative ways to creatively express myself. Look at this conversation I'm having with you two. Um, it, it was the best landmark um, for me. That's number one. Number two, it was finally being promoted to a, a people manager, to an, like a high executive people, people manager role. I'm constantly, prior, you know, prior to being laid off, kept aspiring to that, but was constantly told, no, you can't, you can't. And I thought it was just me even though I was taking courses, all kinds of professional training, all this stuff, I thought it was just me. And then I read an article in Harvard Business Review and I read another article in the New York Times and it talked so much about how black women in particular are not receiving um, um, high level roles, even C-suite level roles, but it's not because of lack of effort or trying. It's because unfortunately they're being held back and it's because of bias, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was frustrated by that, but I kept aspiring. And then I go to Built by Girls and a woman of color, South Asian woman, was the first person to ever promote me to a senior role. And when that happened, it was validating. It was motivating. I hit the ground running just to show even though those people weren't looking, every previous boss that I had had that had basically held me back to show them I'm amazing and this is what you could have had. I promise you right out the gate, I ended up, you know, Built by Girls was um, closing the final bell at NASDAQ just two days after being ED. I found that that uh, opportunity for us. I was able to secure half a million dollars within the first quarter uh, in uh, sponsorships. Uh, we were like setting up and putting together full on like um, campaigns and uh, in support of Women's History Month that I'm getting big name leaders to join in on that for free with us. I'm just like working my buns off. And so like that validation and being a, a manager and the executive lead for Built by Girls was an incredible moment uh, for me. And then the third one that doesn't tie to my professional life at all, it ties more to my personal life. It's this little guy that you may be able to hear in the background every now and then, it's my son. Um, I decided pretty late in life that I wanted to have a kid because I didn't know early in life that I wanted one. I didn't actually want it on a child. And then at 36, I had my, my son and he has been not only incredible, just as like a, a person, like the fact you have this little person that looks like you and has your DNA, but it's been in a wonderful mirror to show me who I am, my lack of patience, um, how I want to try to control everything, how I think I can plan things. And then my son's like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I'm going to basically jumble all that around because your plans are stupid. Like it's, it's just, it's, that has been an incredible mirror to show me here's where you're amazing. And here's where there's absolutely some room for improvement. Now, what are you going to do?
Like, you know, what are you going to do about it? And not so much, what are you going to do about it so you're a better person? It's like, no, what are you going to do about it so that you are the phenomenal human being that this little person needs so that he doesn't raise, you know, grow up to be, I could name so many people that are awful, but just, you know, put that person in your head. And then basically that's who I didn't want my, I don't want my son to be, so I want to make those changes. So yeah, those are three massive uh, landmarks for me. Hearing you kind of recant some of those lessons, what, see, I'm a big believer, and someone said this to me once, and I didn't really un- understand what it meant at the time, but it, it, it really does make sense when you look back on it, and you have to look back on it. But the person said to me, like, you get so stressed out and fixated on what's going to come down the track, but just remember, you can't connect the dots looking forward. I was like, what, what the hell does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, dude, you're talking in riddles, but it makes so much sense. And hearing you recant a lot of that, I can connect the dots back to what you do now. And it's reflective of what you do now. Looking for opportunities, not seeing people that are like you, being promoted by someone who is like you, who gave you the opportunity to now you being in the position where actually you want to do the same for people coming behind you. You can't connect those dots moving forward. It makes sense looking back because you've already... I think life shapes us sometimes and we we follow this flow, this stream that whilst we're on 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 knowing about it, it's purposeful in its intent. And it's really, really um kind of inspiring here. You recant that and thinking about what you're doing now and and things that might be down the track for you. Yeah. You, I, I love that statement. You cannot connect the dots forward only backwards. No, that's like just I'm mulling that over in my head right now. Um but that that's 100% true. There's no way I would have been able to guess that this was, this was my path. Because again, the, the one that I had set for myself was so, so incredibly different and so much, so boring in comparison to the real thing. And this kind of leads on to the next one. And I think you've already kind of alluded to this really. And I think I kind of know what you're going to say based on our previous conversations. But with everything that you, all those lessons that you've learned, how has it shaped you, your outlook on life and your general outlook on, on the professional side of what you do moving forward and maybe some of your aspirations and goals? Well, it definitely is, you know, made this quote that my mother's always told me, but I don't know who it comes from. You know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. It's always it's shaped that in my head very much. It's that's, that shaped me rather that statement. Um, you know, that doesn't mean I've never took that to men to mean, well, then don't plan. No, it just means you need to be as malleable as possible and recognize, or, or, you know, be able to kind of shift, almost be like water as much as you can. Um, so that that's definitely that my past and all those landmarks have 100% shaped me to be a lot more malleable now and definitely not perfect. I constantly come up against those same, we call them in my family, so my, like, my family, my, my community, we call them demons, like the same things that you end up you know, encountering or that frustrate you or that pull you back that you personally, that are your personal hangups. I would call them demons. I encounter those demons like constantly. I'm always battling them so that I can improve. Um, but yeah, that, that's 100% shaped me just to be a, a far more, uh, malleable human being. Um, and it's also taught me the importance of, of narrative, narrative. Hear me out. 
I did not really think I cared so much about other people's perceptions of me until I got a therapist. And she was like, guess what, sis? You do. You care a lot about what other people think of you. And I was like, damn it. Okay. Well, then what can I do about that? And she was like, well, what you can do are two things. One, you can be mindful that when it comes to a legacy, those are crafted when you're not in the room. Oh my God. Like, listen, legacies are this is like church. Jesus Christ. This is like church. What you just said there is amazing. It's amazing. And I'm, I'm sorry if I've, if I've just taken you off your track. But oh my God. No, man. Go on. Go on. Go on. I had this, I had like a visceral reaction. I was like, oh, like I just, it was, it was intense. Uh, and she was like, so don't try to shape it so much. It, it's, it's when you're, when you're not there is when it'll be, when it'll be like, you know, developed, created, made. So you can do the best of your ability and then get the hell out of the way. And I said, okay, thank you for that. Needed that. Um, and, oh gosh, there was something else she told me. Oh, and then she was saying, if you, if you, there, whenever I'm, whenever I'm, ugh, I'm having those sessions, I'll, I'll be saying like, I don't want people to think, I don't want people to think. And she was like, who are these people? And, and when they think whatever they think, then what happens? That's the part I never thought about. The then what happens? Well, nothing happens. They think what they think, and then I keep going and living my life. The, their thoughts are their thoughts, and I just what's frustrating me is I don't want I don't want them to think that. But that doesn't take me off of my journey to do whatever I'm doing. So it's like, okay, cool. She's like, so what you can do is start to, to some degree, create your own narratives, and not so that you care so much about what other people think, but a little bit so that you have comfort in 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 knowing what you're putting out there, you're actively putting out there. So case in point, with this job at Nextdoor, which I'm so excited about, I wanted to be mindful about how people are going to perceive me when they see a headshot of me. Do I want to be in a white shirt and a black blazer with my arms crossed and my hair perfectly, you know, a lot, like in a certain way? Like I look like I'm a hotel manager, which no offense to hotel managers, I'm just not one. Like, no, I want them to see my energy and my color and my vibrance in these locks in my hair and all of that. So I'm going to schedule like a photo shoot and, you know, and then like give them what I can. And that's my way of creating my narrative. Just one example of that. Um, but yeah, those like two things have really been like resonating with me. Be my, the, don't, don't focus so much on how, how other people perceive you and what legacy you lead, you leave because it's it's created and made and manifest when you're not there. And then if you can try to, you know, create your own narrative wherever possible so that people aren't creating it for you. Wow. Yeah. I mean the whole the whole legacy thing is so so true. It is so why did that speak to you? Because if I look back at maybe through my corporate career and what I do now, it has nothing to do with so what I do now is obviously on online, it's uh, audio based with, with the podcast. I just put stuff out there. Yeah. People listen and watch. And then I have no idea what happens until I get messages to say, oh my God, this was so helpful. You, you inspired me to do this. You inspired me to do that. That is completely outside of my control because I've had no influence on it apart from throwing some stuff out into the universe. And it never occurred to me in that way. 
it never occurred to me in that way. And it's very, very true. It's, it's formed whilst you're not even there. You're not doing anything. It, but it is, a, yeah. it is a counteraction or reaction to what you put out there, which is why it's so important to put out the right stuff and be mindful of your impact and what you do and how you interact with people. And the, just be mindful of the influence that you can wade over other people's th thoughts and the way they do things. I think we often miss that so much in society today. But also whether it costs you to like care about other people's opinions, like it's so true. Like we spend so much time worrying about what others think. And really it makes absolutely no difference to how you're going to go about your day-to-day -to -day tomorrow or how you're going to live your life. If anything, the fear of what others think would shape and have more influence on your life than the actual opinion itself on its own. Yeah. But see, what's, you know what's trippy? I don't want to, I don't want to, um, um, dismiss is the best word I can think of, but I don't want to dismiss it as like, oh, it's so crazy for you to care about other people think. No, it, I, I understand why everyone is so concerned. I mean, especially thinking of the two of you, you both are in uh, in media. You and, and you and this podcast obviously is media. You okay, what am I trying to say? Cancel culture. It's huge. It's a thing. So if you're not mindful of the way that you present yourself and what you say and what other, how other people will perceive you and being on the right side of history and all those things, like it can affect your livelihood. It can affect your ability to create. So I, I get it. But it, it, there's one, it's one thing. And that, so I'm not saying just with not being concerned with other people's perspective, I'm not saying be irresponsible with it. I'll just do what, do what you want, live, you know, you must be considered and thoughtful and, and all those other things. Um, it's, it's necessary for us just to be decent citizens and decent human beings. But when we do it to the point where it's almost crippling and it's um, stifling creativity, because we want to be so perfect and polished, it's stifling our ability to move forward. You know, you 100% you know the difference. There is an obvious distinction between considerate and thoughtful and then overly concerned it's all you think about you can't move forward yeah absolutely and i would completely completely agree with that and that's why it takes so much courage to be yourself to be you in the conversation like generally without being too concerned about what as you were saying what other people think mm -hmm. and oh is this the right thing to do or is this the right thing to say and i always say to people just try and cut try and cut I follow your gut more than anything else and do what you feel is right. And hopefully you put it out there and it's, it's, it's received well and it's accepted for what it is in, and the intent obviously being, mm. being most important as well. So true. You know how scary it is for people when most people are doing what they're supposed to do, what they should do, that picture perfect image. Uh, and we know how valuable it is based on the fact that like when someone is actually authentic or vulnerable, like they immediately attract people towards them. They're, pers they're personable, they thrive. And at the same time, like we are all trying to be that picture perfect, like as little authenticity as possible out of fear of what would other things and say. When you said that it, when you said that it, they attract people, I, I don't know, I immediately gravitated that because I think the reason why they attract people is because then they, th those people are attracted because then that opens up the door yeah. for them to be authentic. Oh, now you've made, you've 
you are coming as your full self, which is a little bit different than what's been expected or, or how we've been taught to exist. But you doing that is now making me feel comfortable to kind of let a little bit more of me show. So yeah, 100%. Yeah. And we can't finish this conversation and uh, I don't think people are ready for the answer to this question, <laughs> but we will take them there anyway. Uh, I have to ask, uh, what does extraordinary mean to Tiana Karen? Oh, y'all, that's such a really, really good question. Um, I just want to call that out and say that. Oh, man. Okay, let me give this a shot. And when you asked the question, a couple of things popped up to me. The first is tied to what we just mentioned around authenticity. Sadly, it's a very overused word. But when someone is fully comfortable with being their self, them, like who they are and being themselves, um, I think that that is extraordinary. Not necessarily... And from, from some different, so many different vantage points, like, okay, I, I feel comfortable in bringing myself and then whatever environment or space I'm in makes me, makes, is, is a kind of cultivating this, this, this space to allow for this authenticity. I think that that's extraordinary. Um, I also think that, and what, this is something that I'm aspiring to, um, is finding an ability to master equanimity in the face of absolute chaos is another word is otherworldly it's extraordinary is mind-blowing and it is 100 what what i think what, what i want and what i believe i need why i say that this world will make you lose your mind um, you know, James Baldwin said it best, and I'm 100% paraphrasing because I don't know the quote directly, but he talked about when you are someone who is of a conscious mind, when you are basically awakened or, you know, woke to what's socially going on, it, it's very difficult for you to kind of navigate and roam around this world and not be angry all the time and be frustrated. And so I want to try to find the best way of being socially connected, conscious, aware, but then also able to find peace um, when everything around me is 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 going to hell. It's like everything's going up and like up in flames. Uh, those those two things are, are levels of extraordinary are extraordinary to me, and then those are certain levels that I aspire to reach. You know what I love? And what, Brenda, go on, Polina. Listening to this. Listening to your definition of extraordinary, you are extraordinary. You are that person who brings authenticity. You are that person who makes the others others around you feel the equilibrium in their life. You are that person who cultivates the space around you to be authentic, and you create the room for others to be those uh, to be themselves. So you are the definition of extraordinary. Your own definition of extraordinary. Lena, that was a blessing. Thank you for saying that. That means the world. It is absolutely true, though. And I think one of the things that you said there, and again, this is not a perfect world by any stretch of the imagination, and neither are we perfect people. 
you said it's one of the things that you're st- that you're aspiring to like nobody's a finished article at the end of the day it takes work and like yeah when the world goes to absolute pot and it's absolute it's, it's a disaster around you yeah you're right how do you keep that peace how do you find peace in all of that chaos that is so hard to do and anybody who's able to master that i would argue is probably just conquered life period because <laughs> it's not being able to be um influenced or um unbalanced by things going on around you just being purely happy in what you've got going on on who you are and just being content with it that is so 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 rare I love, I love that you're 100% spot on. Like how amazing would it be to almost be unshaken, you know, for, cause there are going to be so many people in your life who intentionally try to shake you. You're showing them your authenticity, you're, um, you're daring to do something that's unique and different. You're allowing for yourself to be creative. You're, um, embarking on something that's never done before. There's other people who are going to be intimidated by that frustrated by that um they're going to feel as if it's a personal attack you know you going out and living your best life and doing your doing something great i feel like you're you're it's an attack on me because i'm not doing that even though you're not attacking them they just feel some type of way about it so those people will intentionally try to shake you i don't know why you're trying to go out there and create your own podcast who's going to listen to it why would you do that okay well that's your opinion and you're allowed to have it but i'm going to still go out and do my own thing and to feel in- internally so at peace with that decision is mastering equanimity in the face of absolute chaos. Like that, that's, you know, that's another way of, of, of interpreting it, interpreting it. So spot on now. Yeah. Well, listen, I think that is the perfect note. I told you guys, this was going to be a really great conversation. It's like I could see into the future or something. Um, but no, Tiana, she delivers every time we have a conversation like this. And I hope that you learned something or at least took something away from this conversation today. Like at the end of the day, there is so much chaos. Everybody wants to achieve their own thing. Everybody has their own vision of where they want to be in, you know, 10, 15 years time. And you may not be in a position right now where you're thinking about legacy that does come with age and it does come with experience. But when you finally get to that point, hopefully that point in the future, you'll think back to this conversation and be like, you know what, Tiana Cara said something that was so sick. I've got to come back and listen to this podcast again. Um, But this is what it's all about, guys. It's all about personal development and just remembering, just reminding yourself daily, do not be afraid to tap into your version of Extraordinary because that's what makes all of the difference. We appreciate you so much for listening. Oh, Tiana, before we go, how do people find you, by the way? You can find me on, uh, I guess, the boring way, LinkedIn, professionally, and then the more exciting and, you know, tapped into my personal life way uh, through Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Tiana Wanders, W-A-N-D-E-R-S. Excellent. And we will leave all of those links in the show notes. This has been amazing. What do you think, Blina? Oh my God, yeah, mind-blowing. Like, if nothing, just take away the inspirational story of how to, midst chaos in life, still find your purpose and still be, like, the most authentic self that you can be, like, in every room. So 
I mean, I'm not going to repeat everything you said, but there's so much you can take away in this episode that that in its own is like a report. So thank you, Tiana, for like sharing all your wisdom and just bringing your most authentic self to this conversation. I've used way too many times the word authentic in just this one sentence, but you are like when I think of you, this I, I think of like, Tiana is 100% herself. I have never been in a situation with you and like we have worked together for the last year and a half and I have never been in a situation or in a conversation with you where I felt like you were um, portraying a different version of you or you were acting in a way that people expected you to act uh, that wasn't authentic to you. And that is so rare to come by, like so, so rare to come by, especially in the corporate world, especially when we're navigating diversity and equality. And it's like such sensitive topics and people are tiptoeing around what to say and what not to say. So for some, and your story of like how you have continuously embraced your purpose, like inspires me for sure to like not, to never settle for just, what is comfortable now but and also reach out beyond those boundaries as you said like one course what what just apply for that job anyway <laughs> like see if you get there like what's the worst that could happen what would people think does not matter so there's so much that people can take away from this conversation and i hope everyone found it as inspirational as i did um and thank you so much for joining us today and like giving us the time paulina peter Thank you. Thank you for creating what you've created. This is exceptional and please don't stop. You're doing great work. Thank you. And you are going to get a huge round of applause on the outro to this podcast. But guys, <laughs> have an amazing week, whatever you're doing. Hope you set you up for a good one. We'll catch you next Monday. Tiana Cara, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.